Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Thanks for tuning in for the inaugural condensed version of the Captain Bagrat Unexpected Asian News, Ponder Ponders and Secret Asian, Asian-ish. All this is jam-packed into bite sizes to about seven minutes-ish. Don't hate me if it ends up being seven minutes and one second, okay? So what can you do in seven minutes? Probably just long enough before you start to burn under an ozone-less Australian summer. The seven-minute challenge has been requested by a number of loyal listeners for a quick rundown of unexpected, if not craziest, headlines this week in Asia and Australia. And some stand-up dude by the name at Comedy My Way, Avi, an aspiring stand-up comedian, challenged me to be more funny. Okay? Fine. Yeah, I get you. You want more of the good stuff, less gas-bagging and more punch. So welcome to the seven-minute pulse. Batter up. In unexpected Asia... mystical land and reputed as the happiest place on earth, you'll find Bhutan's only traffic light is certainly not a pole with flashing lights of red, green and orange. And no, it's not a Christmas tree. In fact, the only traffic light is a policeman, a living and breathing happy individual in the police force. The Bhutanese people were very unhappy when they first introduced traffic lights in the country. The fact that Lights weren't capable of smiling was quite a sore point for the locals. So sore of a point that they managed to kick up a fuss to take it down. Talk about community uprising. The lights were then replaced by strappy policemen and oh, did they suit up like Barney Stinson style. Known by their distinct white gloves and a sharp uniform, these suited up traffic lights have become a beloved icon in the area with a smoothness to their knife-like arm signals karate chop. They managed to cut through the confusion and shepherd the mass of vehicles into a functioning rhythm. I don't know about you, but maybe road rage during peak hour in Sydney may become a thing of the past if we could all be swayed by a smiling cop who resembles a young Johnny Depp from 21 Jump Street, hey? About 4,570 kilometers northeast of Bhutan, the land of the rising sun. Yes, Japan is taking a leaflet out of Whitney and Kaigo's Higher Love. Forget singularity, Japan is heating up the AI romance space with couplearity. Is that even a word or did I just line up for some lame yet pity laugh from you? There has been a decade-long endeavour for the Japanese government to increase the birth rates of the nation with just 1.43 children per woman. To put that in perspective, it takes about two kids per woman to keep a population stable. So it's to no one's surprise that Japan is facing an ageing population issue, not to mention many countries in the West and at home in Australia as well. For the solution, Japan has turned to the machines, not in the way of a matrix-like vision where human babies are bred in septic tanks and fed on the nutrients of the dead ancestors while suspended in a dreamlike program, or experimental cyborgs who can travel through time and just can't be terminated no matter what. It's something alike to the bachelors and bachelorettes counsellors, except these experts' advice are generated by lines and lines of code. Users of the new program would be directed to answer a few questions on their preferences, hobbies, values, etc. The kind of BuzzFeed-like quizzes to find your Disney prince or on a more specific level. 
From there, the answer submitted are run through a database linking you to your future partner. The AI Love Pilot, or as I like to call it, Coupleality Program, in some prefectures have attested for more than half of those saying their vows. So what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. The Japanese government proposes to go ahead, attempting to get approval for the 2 billion yen, which is pretty much about 25 million Australian dollars as a budget in 2021. Yes, so that's how much wholesome love and baby making business will cost. The survival of the population calls for love and romance. Now that I got all my favorite ones out of the way, check out these headliners on Google before they disappear off Australian shores. An ancient Chinese horse head sculpture found in Macau, which was originally designed by Italian artist Giuseppe Catasconi. I'm so sorry if I butchered your name. Well, ain't that Asian godfather-like style. Is air taxi even a thing? I mean, if Toyota is making headlines investing $394 million in US dollars, then it must be true. Joby Aviation is currently in experimental development for a piloted electric aircraft that looks like a human-sized drone with a capacity of four passengers. Imagine catching an Uber that flies after a big night out. I hope they're factoring electric windows in this concept. I mean, I would really feel for an unsuspecting civilian walking his dog in the middle of the night to cop a spewy projectile. Buzz on Wall Street is Bumble's IPO. With 42 million monthly active users, the queen of Bumble herself, Whitney Wolf Heard, is going to make history as the youngest female founder, being 31 years old, and CEO on the stock exchange. Why am I including this news under Asianish news? Well, prior to her career in tech, Whitney studied international studies in the US and spent time in Southeast Asia volunteering at local orphanages. What a sweetheart. <laughs> Talking about stocks, on this week's Ponder Ponder, I've been pondering about people asking the darnest things. Why did my stocks just drop? Well, one, list the stocks on the ASX, NASDAQ, or any other stock exchange. They fluctuate based on public perception and confidence. So it goes up and down. Look at Elon Musk, how who tweeted uh, about Signal Advance and their shares went up by 1,500% in 24 hours. Boom. These shares skyrocketed to nearly $40 US per unit on the 11th of January. Literally a week before Elon's tweet, it was flatlining on 60 cents. If you were a lucky day trader or night trader in Australia, you'd be laughing. Or two, maybe you forgot to keep an eye on your stocks, thinking fluctuation owning means positive thinking, and that's the only way up. Maybe it's time to think of it like a roller coaster. Three, of course, there's always, you know, macro level stuff, such as socioeconomic policies, uh, international policies at play that affect the price of your stocks. Well, look at COVID-19's impact. Aside from macro levels, there's always internal operations and ethical conduct of business executives that you have to put your faith in. And four, by the way, the stock market is like gambling, so it's up to you to quantify how much you're willing to risk. That being said, my favorite question from people who say the darnest thing is also, where did my shares go? Mmm, ponder that. Until next time on Ponder Ponders. What's the password? Captain Bagrat. Come in.
On the topic of love, no AI could have fabricated a love between the much-loved and wholesome Aussie celebrity chef Curtis Stone and Lindsay Price Stone. So what's so Asian-ish about Curtis and Lindsay? Well, did you know Lindsay starred in the successful TV Beverly Hills 90210 and she is in fact a Korean-American. Curtis and Lindsay have two sons, so this makes the Stone family anything but Asian-ish. Put that in your pocket. So the, out, the karaoke joint downstairs is blasting their subwoofers as I make the inaugural seven-minute pulse. And way, I cannot wait for your feedback. Bag rat out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.